Today's podcast, we had Katie, so this was probably a really good podcast to start the year off with. Um, so this will be the first one for the year I'll be releasing. So um, yeah, we got in so much depth with this podcast as, um, you know, we spoke a lot about empowerment, the journey of it, you know, identity, attachments, and a bunch of other things. And I... You know, I suggest go check all her social medias out. She posts really good content and it's good to, you know, keep up with it all. So I'll link all her stuff down below too. And um, yeah, let me know if you enjoy this podcast. You know, if you really enjoy it or think a friend will enjoy it, share it with them too. And yeah, so, but yeah, I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast and um, let's get into it. Sweet. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I am so well, so grateful to be here on this podcast. And yeah, thank you for having me. That's all right. I'm super grateful too to have you on. There's so many things we could go down. So um, I'll start off with, I'll get you to introduce yourself, what you're about. And there's so many different rabbit holes we could go down. So we'll start off there and see where this takes us. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So my name is Katie Ray Dixon. I'm 22 years old from Australia. Um, who am I? I feel like this is evolving all the time, <laughs> shifting so much. Um, but my values really lie within living fully expressed free lives and honoring the highest evolution of our own souls and the journey that we're here and the impact that we've came for and the path and our dharma that we're here to walk and just being open-minded to life and really embracing all of it mm, it's powerful stuff it was crazy that you say like you're like forever evolving because a quote that i've just come by is um trying to think of it now it's just gone past my head it's like you never meet the same person twice so mm. this includes like family you know everyone you see day in and day out because we're always forever evolving and then to even get scientifical your cells are like you know rebirthing and dying all the time so technically like you know how we get so caught up in i guess our identity or who we are we mm. so attached by it but then realistically we'll forever changing and growing Yes. Yes. I love that. And that's been a massive thing that I have been journeying over the last couple of years is like um, letting go of the attachment to my identity because freedom is like my highest value. It's the thing that my cells and my spirit yearns for. And in society, we can be so programmed to stay attached to a certain identity, to have things look a certain way, to experience life a certain way. And what I found was the attachment to the identity is what can cause us the most great suffering and like suppression of our spirit because we're not fully free to follow what lights us up. Because mm, attachment is what is like the greatest thing that causes suffering and, you know, reality mm -hmm. and stops us from, I guess, living to our full potential, who we want to be, because we're so attached to the idea of ourselves that we can't let go. And then, you know, you get, I guess you get people that end up in their fifties and then they have to do so much more work to unattach themselves from their identity, even though their identity isn't really who they are or who they want to be, I should say. Mm. Yeah. And I love that because we're really like, we're not one thing. 
this is a multi-dimensional experience we're multi-dimensional beings and the identity is so restrictive and actually questioning yourself like what what is the identity that I'm attached to what identity am I still operating from and does it actually serve me like is it an identity of freedom and exploration and expression and liberation or is it an identity of conformity and restriction Mm, that's so true and it's like you know I was listening to a podcast and I think NQ spoke about this because he's a poet in that and he goes I wake up each day not saying I am a poet asking if I'm a poet so then I have the freedom to change who I am when you know when the time is right to and I think Mm -hmm. that's even I ask myself a lot of things like you know I guess I'm stepping into you know coming a coach doing podcasting and stuff like that and I still ask myself am I, is this really me is this something you know mm. and then as the day go on and realize it's something I still value now but I realize that I can detach myself from this in the future if things do say if I do evolve and change mm-hmm. and that's the other piece right like giving yourself permission to change your mind at any freaking time like Anytime you get to change your mind, you're not stuck in one place. You're not stuck to one identity. You can literally shed your skin. We shed our skin so, 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 so much over and over and over again, like death and rebirth, death and rebirth and allowing yourself to do that, like, and giving yourself permission. This doesn't serve me anymore. This doesn't feel good. What do I want? Anchor into that and then move forward in that and pay so much gratitude and respect and honor to all of the past pieces that have brought you to this place as well. Mm, Cause they're like those past pieces also create that rebirth. The death of those past mm-hmm. pieces create the rebirth. And we have this such fear of death, but there's so much beauty in death because it causes rebirth but then in saying that like when you have you know when you I guess when birth happens you already accepted your faith of death in the same notion they're kind of mm-hmm. you know the two similar things that have to coexist together one can't go mm-hmm. out without the other totally mm. so all right so I know you speak a lot into empowerment I want to know I guess what kind of like ticked off or like kicked off that journey to I guess finding empowerment in yourself because I think this is a big thing at the moment and a lot of people I guess will be searching for this I wouldn't say searching about looking it's not the mm. words I'm looking for but yeah <sighs> you're taking me back Mitch <laughs> <laughs> I love these moments I love these moments where we get to reflect mm. um I've always been seen as like positive and a leader, like even in primary school, you know, I would get like the leadership awards and I'd put my hand up for everything. And I loved the feeling of sense of accomplishment like that. That was really something that fulfilled me. Um, So some would say, you know, I was just born with it, which I guess I was right. Like some people have that. And when I got to, Two years ago, when I was 20, I had a massive change in my life. Like my spirit really spoke. It was like I had a spiritual awakening. That's what it was, a spiritual awakening. And it was like I kind of I realized that I was going to die. And it became very, very real to me. It was like, oh, death is a thing like this is actually 
going to happen. My time here on earth is limited. What do I want to do with it? What do I want to do with it? And I want to travel. I wanted to travel. That was the thing. I wanted to go out and explore. I wanted to continue diving into personal development. I just found the personal development world, which my first network marketing business was what opened that door into personal development, which then led into spiritual development, which then led into plant medicines and the shamanic journey. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, right. Like just one door after the other and allowing myself to, to let go of those identities and just uh, follow the inspiration and my intuition and it led me on such an incredible journey such an incredible journey of finding my soul tribe for so so long I come from a very small town as we were speaking about before and I felt like I never fit in I had this story that I didn't fit in that I was too much too loud too spiritual too no one got me I don't belong here and I guess it was kind of that that pain that sent me out of town that had me pack up and leave and take my suitcase and fly to an island Stradbroke Island where I lived alone for six months I knew no one there and I just allowed myself to find that empowerment within me to get really clear on what it is that I want to create in life and to actually let myself fully go after it <laughs> and to let myself embark on that journey and try new things and to open my mind to what's truly possible because I always felt that I was here for greatness. I always felt that there was more my evolution, like my soul's evolution is the number one thing that I have my eyes on. Like that is the number one thing that lights me up. Like, and I feel like that's why we're all here on the planet, right? To evolve as souls and to learn and to walk our soul path. And the empowerment come from realizing that I was going to die, that my time was limited and um, also being around getting myself into personal development spaces, you know, taking myself to a retreat. I remember the first retreat that I ever invested into. I was working at a fast food shop in town. I just got paid $803. And I got this message that this uh, retreat that I was looking to, they were going to offer me a special price. They were basically going to pay for me to get there. And I just had to pay like a certain fee. And the fee was $800. I just got paid, hadn't paid any of my bills yet, but I just had enough to get myself to this retreat, which was on Stradbroke Island. And that making that stretch, like committing to myself and going all in and trusting that feeling that I have within that. If I go to this retreat, like my life is going to be forever changed. And it freaking did. Like it was a walk, find your fire retreat with Curic Ashley and Erin Ashley. And we did so much more than just fire walk. Like he spoke into frequency and the law of attraction and the power of our thoughts and how to manifest realities and shift through limiting beliefs. And, you know, I come back from that a completely different person. And it was within two weeks of returning home from that retreat that I up and left home and that I flew to live to that island. I just felt so called to be on that land. And you know the journey that I've been on since. <laughs> but finding self-empowerment, I guess it can come from two things. Being driven by pain, not not wanting to be where you are right now and feeling that pain 
of being there and that can drive you forward into taking new action and empowering yourself and then being motified um motified is that the word that i want motivated by pleasure so having something like moving towards your pleasure instead of out of pain um and surrounding yourself with epic people epic people that are in you know high vibrations and they have created things that you inspire to create and hold qualities and traits that you inspire and rubbing shoulders and being in the frequency of them and literally seeing how they do life and if it feels good to you then giving yourself permission to like try that on try that on for yourself and see how it feels yeah i perfectly agree that could agree with that i should say because it's like something i've noticed like because you know as people for some reason we put people in pedestals and all this kind of stuff and then you actually meet these people right and like the ones you inspire to be and you realize they're no different to you and they and their journeys they talk about and you're like oh i've been through something similar i understand that emotion and you realize that you can get there too to i guess that state of empowerment Mm. And it's not like this, you know, it's only for a lucky few, it's for everyone. Because right. we like there's so much relatability in everyone's stories. Like, you know, if you don't relate to this person, they probably know someone that has a similar story to you that you'd be able to relate to. And, you know, mm. you can keep, you know, work that journey up to being, you know, into empowerment. Totally. And I think that's one of the big things of like the power of just sharing your story like vulnerably sharing what it's like in the human experience <laughs> because we totally can we can pedestal people and let's just not do that anymore <laughs> like let's just not pedestal people because no one actually is above anyone you know we're we're all on this earth together we're all walking side by side and that pedestaling causes separation between between us you know instead of like inspiration yeah instead yeah. of using that to inspire you to step forward and that's possible for me instead of like oh they're so far away from me when they're not like they're not far away from you they're just on a different frequency mm. like use that as inspiration to elevate your life and your empowerment yes that's definitely true and then hanging out with these people like I guess hanging out with more, I guess, people on a higher frequency is that you can normally can do it a lot quicker than they did because I have all the tools for you already sitting there and they can tell you what not to do and you know Totally. Oh, totally. And I feel like until we see that it's been done, our minds can't comprehend that it's possible. Mm. You know, so if you've got goals for your life or goals in business. And you're around people where that's their reality, you naturally start to shift subconscious beliefs just by being in that reality with them. Like it happens so much, so much quicker. That's how we quantum leap, like being in that energy. 100%. And I think I was watching a video by Nicole Gibson there. She said something similar to that. It's because it's like we have our cognitive biases. And it's mm. like if you haven't seen that before, then you're not going to think it's real but then you start being around it and then your brain starts looking for things to create those things and make it a reality for you uh-huh what was that on i think i watched that the other day she put it live on facebook i know that yeah. but i watched it on instagram today yeah i tuned into something very similar yeah over the last few days yeah it's powerful stuff 
yeah it's just like one thing to you know is to realize how much you can create and how much the brain does can hold you back from things Mm. and to understanding and look into yourself and knowing the things that are holding you back and figuring Mm. out a way how to release those things too will change the story that you tell yourself yes and I'm like hearing something now as you you speak into that about how important our environment is yes like our our environment is so freaking important and if you look at ourselves as seeds right like a seed an oak tree seed has all of the dna encoded into it born into it to evolve to its highest potential like the biggest oak tree in the forest but it can't even sprout if it's not planted into right soil like it can sit on the bench in a dark room for 20 years and it doesn't matter if it has the best dna coding in it like the best blueprint ever if it's not planted into soil that can help it grow and it's if you're there's the difference between being planted in like soil, like shitty soil in a shitty environment, listening to things that don't serve you, like the news, people complaining, gossiping, eating junk foods, like putting lower frequencies into your body all the time, then that's not going to allow you to grow. It's not going to allow you to birth and evolve as compared if you plant yourself into the right environment, into a rich soil, It doesn't matter how long you've been sitting on the shelf for or what's happened in the past, like what's happened in your life. As soon as you get yourself into the right environment and into the right soil, you're, you're growing, like you will evolve naturally. And the natural state of the universe is evolution. And Mm. if we're not evolving, then by default, we're dissolving right like we dissolve into the floor of the forest and then we start sprouting new things and new life comes again so what what place are you choosing to plant yourself in what soil and environment are you in and is it actually serving your highest evolution because you cannot grow in shitty soil because you actually do see that a lot especially in elderly people even people say in their mid to late 40s early 50s and you can see them because they've stopped growing stop you know as we we're saying before they're so attached to their identity and who they are they just think that you know that's the highest they're ever mm. going to be and then you see their you know i guess you know skin their body start dissolving over time and it's a rapid pace and you see someone i guess in the 70s or even 80s that have that growth mindset and they're still, you know, out and about getting up in the morning, you know, going for a run, still doing all these things and being active. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have real world examples of this, but we always seem to be attached to the idea once we hit a certain age, we stop growing or we, as you're saying, we're in the wrong environments to keep growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like we don't, Hmm. even then though I feel I was gonna say I feel like we don't peak in our evolution until we die right like that's the peak evolution but even then we don't die because our energy just transforms states so it's like is it really the end like the grand evolution or is there even something beyond that (laughs) yeah and you're exactly right with that and it's you know you know that's the whole point of us being here is you know constantly growing 
and other thing I like to add that too is passing on our information that we all learn to the next generation mm -hmm. so that it helps them to do you know grow just as quick or even quicker than we did for a better world mm, I love that and that's one of the main reasons why I love social media so much because we do get to share our message and it's basically like a big photo video album for our children for the future generations because let's face it <laughs> social media is not going anywhere like it is here to stay and you can either use it to you know share your own individual message and the wisdom that you carry and I'm not talking about like wisdom from I don't know degrees and gaining certain qualifications like that stuff has so much value and so does the individual wisdom that you were born with like mm. the wisdom that is encoded into your cells, the things that naturally light you up, speak more of that into the world. Let's let our <laughs> younger generations and the future generations to be in that energy. Because mm, that's what I find that's the actual def definition of what an influencer is, not the idea that we gave it. It's like mm. that's the definition of what an influencer is, is helps to create a better world not post yeah. pictures on social media trying to sell stuff <laughs> yeah totally totally and we're always influencing right like mm. like we are always influencing whether we're sharing and we're talking or we're just being around people energetically like our energy influences and changes the structure of the environment that we're in not only the environment but also like the cells and the energy field of the people that we surround ourselves with mm. And I and think that's like, a... Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, that's so true. And then also as human beings, how we grow up in that too, it's like we learn through mimicking behaviours and that's even, mm. with, you know, coming back to the environment, we mimic everyone around us, you know, and that's why our personalities slightly change when we with different types of people because ingrained in us is to mimic so then we can feel safe. So then if yeah. you become that influence to help people change for the better you know, you're going to do so much things because people are going to unconsciously mimic you no matter what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hmm. Yeah. And our childhoods, like when, when we're growing up, we are like little sponges. Like we absorb everything within our childhood you know so often we grow if we're unconscious of the patterns and the behaviors that we're operating from we just live out the cycles of our parents we create the same financial cycles the same financial realities the same relationships the same uh wounding that we operate from generational wounding that gets passed down through the lineage the the careers that we take like every single thing will repeat itself because it's our wounding our traumas that create our realities that we project out into the world our limiting beliefs and until they're healed the pattern just keeps repeating mm. and you know this is like every single person mindset personal development self-help spiritual healing it comes down to the belief system mm. right the mind and the traumas in the body that create what's happening 
And unraveling those is the key to freedom. It's Mm. the key to actually shedding the skin and the old blueprint that doesn't serve you, like unplugging from a mass consciousness and then plugging into the one that you want to like creating your own. So that's very important work as well. Childhood stuff and actually being conscious and like looking at, what's happening in your family and okay where am I following in those footsteps and are those footsteps actually taking me to where I want to go or do I need to unplug and start walking my own direction Mm. that's yes that's 100% it and I think that's like I guess a bit that's the one of the biggest things that I've learned is you know how you know healing that inner child in you know healing those family wounds because at the end of the day they're not always my wounds but I've taken them on anyway and created my own story to keep them on mm. and, you know, through childhood. And now that I'm up to a stage, it's like, okay, how do I unravel this? And two things that popped in my head when you are talking about that too, and how crazy our environments are, it's like Bruce Lipton's talked about this too. And he goes, like you put an adopted child in a family and that child adopted child will catch this. I mean, not catch, will get the same cancer that's inherited by that family, which is mm. like a mind boggling thing because they copy the same traits, same eating habits, same, you know, stress habits and all these other things. Yeah. And then the second thing that popped in my head too, is that I was watching a video, um, it's called influencers around the table and, um, Peter Crohn's, mm-hmm it's like the most like virus that spreads the most especially around health is you know when you say when a child and their dad goes to a football game and they see their dad you know get a coke and a hot dog and then start eating that and then they create that bad habit of eating unhealthily mm-hmm. and that spreads so much quicker than any other virus that we're seeing in the world yep yep our patterns Yes. I love what you mentioned about unraveling as well, because that's what it is like finding the things that are keeping us limited and stuck and not serving us. And then like unraveling them, like literally going in and unraveling it because you can spiral so deeply into a trauma or a wounding and, you know, go back to right where it happened and see all the ways that how it plays out in your life. And then it's also the matter of reparenting yourself after that, after you have the awareness, because you can be in it and you can be in the dark and the murky and the shadows, but that's where also, you know, once you have that awareness, it's then reparenting yourself, reprogramming and consciously choosing to shift and unravel that wound and that trauma to then create a new reality. I think that's such a powerful point, especially with parenting yourself. And it's like being that parent, I guess, that you never had for yourself. (laughs) So when you are going through that inner child wounding, be that pet caring parent that you didn't have at the time. And it's not our parents' fault that they were the way they are. It's just that that was (laughs) their programming at the time. But now that we have the awareness and it's time to do back to the same with ourselves, be that parent that we always wanted to have. Yes, I love that so much. That was actually something that was said to us in the um, Noya Rao ceremony, the plant medicine ceremony last month was how can you reparent yourself? 
like after we went in into everything and we had the awareness and we knew where everything was and why it was there and how it plays out and then it was literally the matter of how can you reparent yourself and gift yourself with the kindness and the love and the compassion and the support and the belief that you felt you never received as a child and how can you gift that to yourself now and it's totally like it's not our parents fault it's not anyone's fault it's just a pattern that's repeating and not everyone chooses to heal their patterns if you if you choose not to heal the pattern or you're unconscious and you don't even have the awareness of what's going on then it will just repeat it'll get birthed down into the next generation it will get birthed down to the next generation until some till someone is like has the awareness and awakened soul and starts healing the trauma and clearing the bloodline backwards and forth. Mm. Yeah, because every piece of trauma that we heal helps to heal our family's trauma as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like seven seven generations back and seven generations forward that we clear it from the bloodline, which is so fascinating. Mm. And it's like, it's crazy too, because like there's a lot of actually scientific studies that are actually proving this too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, and I'm so glad it's not woohoo anymore. It's actually legit science. And it's like, well, there's evidence that everyone needs. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really have a lot of excuses now. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's why I feel like things are moving so quickly right now. Because the... The, the wisdom and like the ancient ways and the metaphysical ways they've been telling us this for forever right like this is the philosophy this is the truth mm-hmm. but it was just only what some people were saying and now science is actually backing it up especially with quantum physics and energy work and trauma and patterns and being able to watch things progress and unravel and how it gets passed on um is so cool because it's almost in a way becoming mainstream and i hope that it does become mainstream you know imagine if if our education system had this kind of work in it had personal development taught people how to how to process emotions in healthy ways like how to sharpen your mindset how to deal with anger and addiction and working through those kinds of things like imagine the generation that would be leading this country in a hundred years time like imagine what the actual earth (laughs) would look like hundred percent we would be it would be a mind-boggling thing to see what can happen and i guess it's like our imagination is so limited to see what could actually happen but it'd be so many great things that could happen like through doing something like that because that's like one of the biggest reasons why i got into this work and then you know started the like whole business ideas was to get into the school system to start teaching this kind of stuff in there because that's something that's completely missed out we don't get taught life anything life skills in there. We, we don't get taught how to be humans <laughs> yeah how to be ha- happy healthy humans that can mm. coexist without destroying things we don't we don't get we don't get the, the book of how to be a human which yeah. is so much more necessary than algebra <laughs> yeah because i i think the biggest thing we get taught in school is how to as this popped in my head it's like how to consume yeah to, yeah, and conform to, yeah always being the best and you know if someone fails they're a bad person or they're not good or they're not worthy and a bunch of or you're not worthy if you fail 
Yeah, that's that's really where the the societal programming comes in in the schoolyard. Mm. You know, like straight up, you get told what to wear, when to speak, when you can eat, if you're right or you're wrong, if you can talk or you can't. You know, I had um a a trauma that I worked through in the plant medicine ceremony around why I was finding it so hard to uh, express my feelings like to communicate honestly about how I was feeling. And the medicine took me back to grade one. So I would have been like, I don't know, four or five years old. And I was sitting on the ground. I had my hand up and I was like, miss, I have, I have something to say. And she looked at me and she said, is the sky falling in? And I said, no. And she goes, well, I don't want to hear about them. It's not important enough. Don't put your hand up unless the sky is falling in. Right. And that was her way of like controlling a class for little kids that are no, 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 no. But to yeah. me, that was, I can't talk unless my life is in danger. Like I can't talk unless we're all in danger in the sky. If it's the end of the world, that's the only time I can speak. Mm. I love it how you mentioned that too, because we don't, we always look at trauma as this big, massive thing that event that's happened in our life. But we don't mm. realize it's those little things that actually have a big, just as big an impact as those big trauma things that happen in our lives. Totally, totally, totally. It, it honestly, it doesn't matter how big the scenario was, um, whether it was something little, a little thing like that that got said, and then a story created, and the trauma held the the limiting belief held into our bodies, as it was to you know be in a really intense in situation like life or death, or having something really horrible happen to you. Trauma gets stored in the same in the body the same way. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's no physical. There's different levels of intensity, but it's still the same thing. The body still stores it the same. And I think that is a really, you know, valuable thing to understand and to know because we're all operating from our own traumas. And just because you don't know that someone's had a big intense thing in their life happen to them, we're still carrying our own woundings from childhood, from, from the past. Mm. And that's exactly is right. And it's like, I finished the book a couple of months ago and it goes such in depth on how much the body does keep hold of trauma, even though we can't always visualize it or remember it, but the body does mm -hmm. and the body will react in certain ways yes. that we can't, you know, can't realize why our body does that. But the reason why is it's because of past trauma because it's trying to keep you safe. Yeah. And you're literally wired to react or to react in that way. Yeah. Mm. And I guess it's like, um, for example, it's like, say if you're having an argument with your partner and then you'll suddenly get really angry or like they trigger something or say something that triggers you, that's probably something that's happened in the past. And it's something you don't only have control over until you're ready to deal with it and unravel it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Until you're ready to shift through that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really powerful thing. Like when you find yourself uh, reacting right? Like, and often you catch yourself after you've reacted, like you're like, whoa, that was really intense. And I didn't have any control over that. That just like came out, right? That's a reaction. And then asking, like noticing when that happens and then bringing yourself back to the moment, like, whoa, what was that? Was I not feeling heard? Was I not feeling seen? Am I feeling threatened right now? Like what, 
what was it within me that wanted me to react that way to keep me safe or to have me feel heard or seen or whatever it was and creating that relationship with the now moment to bring yourself back and start investigating and then also asking yourself the question like when you're feeling triggered this is something that I've been doing being back with my family now is when I'm feeling triggered, I can go into the story of, oh, they're pissing me off or I'm fucking annoyed or whatever it is. I shouldn't be doing that. And then just like asking myself, what if I didn't react to this? What would that look like? What, what would that look like if I just diffused it within my body and tried not to change the situation? What if I just accepted this moment? What if I held no attachment to how this moment looks? And what happens in my body when I ask myself that question is everything just diffuses down. Mm. When I go into the story of whatever I think it should be or why it should be like that or why it is like that and just coming back into the body and diffusing what's here, that's shifting patterns. It's having the non-attachment to the moment and just being. Mm. That's 100% right. And let's say... I was thinking of something that I forgot, but like one of the, like, I guess one thing that meta, I mean, mantras that I've been saying to myself, especially when I get stressed, it's like, I take that step back and ask myself, you know, why do I need to be stressed when there's no need to be stressed? And it's changing the story and detaching myself to being stressed. Cause that's something that I've gained from childhood has always been stressed. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, when I say that to myself, you can feel that release in your body too. And also when a trigger does come up or, you know, I guess, or go trigger, it allows us to create another level of freedom that we haven't reached yet. If we take that step back to reflect on it. Yes. I love that. Totally. Totally. Cause it's another layer and the, the freedom actually starts from within. And if you're reactive all the time, you're not free. <laughs> you're not free. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I love what you mentioned about that and something that I do, like whenever I feel lots of intensity within my body, like whether it's anxiety or stress or overwhelming emotion is just like, just feeling my feet on the earth and just breathing Mm -hmm. like deep breaths, emptying the mind and just breathing, just breathing, coming into my body and knowing that I'm safe and reparenting myself, which is what you do when you repeat that mantra and it's what happens when we when we breathe just like self-soothing until it defizzles out because you can stay caught up in it for as long as you want (laughs) like hours weeks years lifetimes (laughs) or you can unwind it in the moment as it presents and gift yourself with the space you need to unwind Mm, that's 100 percent right uh i'll wrap it up on this question what is the legacy you want to create legacy i want to create i want to inspire as many people possible to live lives of freedom to understand and embody and reclaim their own sovereignty to create whatever it is that lights them up because i believe if we have a world of people who are doing things that light them the fuck up and they feel free and pleasured and ecstatic by life the world that we would create would be something so special so special full of love and i think the world needs more love 100 <laughs> percent, i love that one that's awesome <laughs> mm.
thank you for coming on super grateful that you came on this was epic you're so welcome thank you for having me and yeah i hope that this inspires and touches as many people as it needs to that's it thank you enjoyed today's podcast today guys just a little follow-up i've released re-engineer your mindset program which is on my website at mitchellcrocker.com forward slash courses i will be yeah so just let me know if you're interested and you know connect with me on all my social medias and all that kind of stuff and if you enjoyed today's podcast you know let me know what your thoughts and all that and yeah that's it and enjoy the